welcome back to yet another episode of the Snug Dan ASMR cast. Where I'm a crunch on broccoli oh, into God. my mic. Oh. <laughs> oh, they're gonna love that. <laughs> so I couldn't help myself. I've been snacking on some broccoli, so I had to I had to throw that in there. People are gonna welcome love back. That. Mm, they love chewing noises As right always, in their ears. I'm Kevin. Danny's with me. Hello, I am. Indeed. You know, those of you who saw the uh, Instagram post as soon as we were getting set up, uh, Danny was very focused on getting the audio set up, and I was like, hmm, this is what I get really? to look at. Oh, you got a shot? Uh-oh. Yeah, I got oh, a shot no. of very focused Danzo uh, setting oh, up the... Fuck, I oh, no, you look, like you look good, bro. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Looking fucking good. But now I'm going to look at it. So, yeah. that way, That way, you know, some of our listeners get to see, like... Y'all get to see what I get to look at the entire time. It's so nice. I do. I do look... I look old. <laughs> I look older. <laughs> the beard and glasses really does it. I'm not wearing contacts today because there's no need, uh, but... Aw, oh, thanks, Kev. It's a, it's a good <laughs> shot. of you. <laughs> Sweet. Hell yeah. So, anyway, but anyway. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, we welcome back. ourselves there. Um... I'm going to just real quick do something. I actually had somebody uh, tell me that it is not at the end of the Mobius trailer. It is not. I'm Venom. He says, I'm Adam. I'm Adam. Oh, okay. They weren't sure if it was Adam Adam as in like Adam and Eve, Adam, or like Adam as in like everything is made up of atoms. What what, What significance is that? I guess there's a, vi- a Marvel villain that I was unaware of oh, okay. uh, that is Adam. Oh, well, that's um, not cool because now he exists. <laughs> so, like, yeah, and it's that's been said. I, it's a there was like possibility. Apparently, there was a news story. The person that told me this, they said that um, um, they had heard that they were casting for the a movie for this um, villain. And that they had recently um, chosen uh, uh, someone to play that role. Oh. So it's possible that it was a teaser to another movie. Um, but. Okay. Well, I think that's go. what I think that might have been what I saw um, on so was, uh, some articles. They were like, Morbius trailer hints at secret Marvel villain. Okay. So, that so must that's have been probably what it, what it was then. That must have, That makes a lot more sense. Because yeah. they said that and then I watched the trailer like four times and I was like. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> really watch it. I only watched it the one time, and I was just like, "I was like, the vulture's not a secret villain." Yeah. No. <laughs> but cool. Yeah. So that was uh, that was my good friend Stevie. Stevie, um, she um, uh, she was listening to uh, our most recent episode the other day and started oh, texting me. Sweet. So thank you for the listen, Stevie. Appreciate yeah. it. So and then also I got a text message the same day from my little brother, um, saying that. Uh, he was he was upset that his only shout out on the podcast was that he wanted to um, change my windows because my windows were old. <laughs> you got to give us something so, to shout you out for, Jake. You know, so uh, I, I guess here's your shout out one. to you for being salty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna love that. <laughs> oh shit! All right, well, um, welcome back. Like we said again, um, again, please check out our Instagram and Twitter and all the socials that we've made. We're really going to try to go full send on this and try to stay consistent and uh, update everybody. So if you can, just check it out. Yeah. Um, Kevin, uh, did you go last time first or did I? I don't remember. I ask this every fucking time. 
Uh, I just listened to this episode the other day. Um, son of a gun. It's, it's been a week, dude. Yeah, uh, I know. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm sure you could see how tired I was when you walked in. Like I'm struggling. I, I'm tired as fuck too. Yeah. I laid in bed all day cause today's my day off. So I, mm-hmm. I got, I was just laying in bed after yeah. I, I slept really well. And then this was one of those days I just didn't get up. Yeah. And so when you lay in bed all day, you just get lethargic yeah. and lazy. I but you worked. <laughs> so. I, today was my Friday. But tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., I leave for Polsbo, Washington for a barbecue competition mm. this weekend. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. So I don't really get a weekend because I'm going to go, I'm going to make a day trip up to Washington, do my meat inspection, have my team uh, meeting, and then uh, cook all day, all night and all day. Uh, and then Sunday morning, we'll get up and come back home. <laughs> you know that, you know, um, that's how I felt going down to Anaheim too mm-hmm. on my weekend. I was just like, man, it's my weekend, but I still got to get up at five in the morning. <laughs> still yep. got to get ready. It sucked, so. but at least it was driving and it's not work work. Yeah. Um, so good luck, man. Good Thank luck. You. you guys are going to kick ass. I know we, you will. Uh, you guys do really well in your competitions. I know that. Well, we didn't do super well at the Kansas City Royal as far as like you placing got, like, goes, but we were only like a hundred points out of first. What? You guys got second in that? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, we right, were but... we were like down in the bottom, bottom, bottom ring of of teams, but you were because we I like thought you guys got like twelfth out of five hundred or something. No, like no, no, that. no. That was we got really good. We got. The best one we did was our uh, dessert, which we placed like, f- I want to say like 51st out of 500 teams, 500 plus teams. That's insanely good, I think. Top 50th percentile, you know, or I whatever mean, it is. Considering the fact that we, that'd be that'd be like the top 10%. Top 10%. Technically, yeah, 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 because yeah, 10 um, times 5. Out uh, of, yeah, it's a little 50. over. It was like 550 teams I think was the final number That's fucking awesome so, Yeah you should be proud yeah. of that Yeah that's good What did um, you guys make for the dessert? <laughs> I'm curious I we think made, you told me but. We made a uh, It was a peach bread pudding With uh, homemade caramel sauce Be still my and, beaten heart And uh, vanilla whipped cream <laughs> Well um, Now everyone's oh, yeah. hungry <laughs> Oh yeah And wants some sweets Even though they're going to be listening to this at 8am yeah, but hey, there's nothing like Tell a me. good donut in the morning, you know. Nothing mm. like a good donut or pastry in the morning. Yeah. Um, but what did you guys do on your on your entrees? Like, um, we did so like for everybody did the same uh, the same meats for like the entrees. So it was Meat. you know it was uh, ribs, chicken, pulled pork, um, or I guess just pork because you could do like medallions or you could do uh, and uh, brisket were the four that they did. And I believe that's the same four that we're doing for this one here in Washington. So, okay. If, uh, yeah, if anybody uh, that listens is up in Polsbo, Washington or near Polsbo, Washington and knows about the, uh, barbecue competition, uh, that will have gone on just beforehand. Um, if you did stop in, hope I saw you. If not <laughs> next time, I guess, yeah, I, kinda, hate, kinda I almost want to be like, yeah, like, go visit them, but it's going to be Monday I know, right? Was, I started to this. plug it, and I'm like, <laughs> I should have plugged it last episode, so that way people Shit. would know. Oh, well. Oh, man. Well, um, anyway, so good luck to you, man. You're going to do great. Oh, yeah. I know you guys will. You guys always kill it. Um, so, 
<sighs> I'm trying to think of what we started with. I think it was I me. Believe I you did. I started I'm with the Travis sure... Scott stuff. Yeah, you that opened was what I with the Travis with. Scott yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's your turn today, Kevin. All right. Well, then the first thing I want to open with is my little topic. I want to just get that one out of the way. Little baby topic. Um. So did you know that <laughs> Marvel and Disney? Did ha- you know? Are planning on releasing um, first the first two episodes on the twenty fourth, a six episode mini series that is Christmas themed featuring Hawkeye. I heard about so I didn't I didn't know that it was Christmas themed and I didn't yeah. know what it was called but I did know that uh, is his name Jeremy Renner is yes his name? yeah Jeremy Renner was on set with somebody and they were like oh Jeremy Renner is giving them the harsh truth about. <laughs> they're acting or some shit like that and that was all uh, i saw and so i was like oh he's getting his own show good i thought that was yep. supposed to happen a while ago <laughs> yeah it's going to be literally six episodes and it's going to be christmas themed and it's starting november 24th christmas themed yeah like Why? legitimately they're like saving christmas from bad guys kind no, of thing like it's not bro <laughs> dude for real it's i was laughing my ass off watching the trailer i was like this is so very stereotypical like Christmas film that they're drawing out into six episodes. <laughs> like there was a handful of like lie like one liners that were in the trailer that I was like, okay, that's actually pretty funny. Oh, okay. But yeah. like honestly Jeremy Renner's hilarious. So You I'm, know, one of these days I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna catch up on all of my Marvel ugh. TV shows that I need to watch because I haven't watched a single one and everybody's like, look you don't get this because you didn't watch WandaVision. Like, oh, I, I haven't. If it, I'm like, look. <laughs> I haven't watched any of their TV series either. Yeah. I've only watched their movies. Yeah, um, yeah. I I almost started Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I then, don't even know. Is that one even relevant right now? Like, does that tie into I anything? It it did when they were releasing it, but I think they decided that it wasn't canon or that Non-canon it was pseudo canon or I don't. Yeah, they or decided it was like universe. something separate. Yeah, like two thirds of the way through. I well, think. that one aired on TV, didn't it? Uh, yes, Agents of Shield. Yeah, that, that one was, was on that one was pre. Um, I believe it was A&E, ABC. One of the two. It's ABC, Annie, or AMC, or one of the one of those guys. I'm pretty sure. I think honestly, Some so cable. they started it. If memory serves, they started it before Disney acquired Marvel. And I think when Disney acquired Marvel, that's when they just decided that it wasn't canon no anymore. No Which kidding. is the same bullshit they did with Star Wars. Huh. Like, all of the Star Wars canon that all the Star Wars fans absolutely loved that came from Lucas all the way back in the beginning when Disney acquired LucasArts, the new Keeper of the Holocron went through and banded every single one of those books with a purple band that said Legend. What does that mean, Legend? Does that Meaning mean canon, it is or? no longer canon, it is just a legend. <laughs> the the original books? The, or the Well, all of the ones that weren't turned into movies. So, like, everything that wasn't directly re- related to the movie specifically was immediately rebranded as Oh, my God. My face legend. my face was, like, complete shock right it there because I didn't shock, even yeah. know there were books that were dubbed uncanon because that seems kind of important, doesn't well, that's, it? Did so Lucas that's, write those? Uh, uh, Lucas, yeah. He, he and his, like, team, I believe, wrote them, yeah. <laughs> 
I believe he like came up with the storyboard, the basic idea, and then had writers finish it. You know who who I know loves Star Wars, who also just this episode too, is my coworker Tyler. He'll he'll Mm. really enjoy listening to this because I'm sure he knows a lot about it. Honestly, Keeper of the Holocron is like every Star Wars nerd's dream job because you literally get paid to decide what is and isn't canon in the Star Wars universe. That's literally the whole job. Damn, that's (laughs) that sounds like the ultimate nerd job. I found out about that job. Oh, when a uh, 2016, I think. Right when I applied for it, he says. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> nice. There's I don't know no way whoever had it Star was going to yield it. The only way it's happening is if they get caught up in some scandal and Disney fires them. Um, well, that's cool. He's he's super into the uh, the Clone Wars series okay. which I, I watched when i was really young because it was on nickelodeon at the time mm-hmm. and i remember being enamored by that series it was really cool because it, it follows uh the chick i can't remember her name ahsoka yes follows oh. ahsoka yeah and she's in the movies she's kind of like a side character she's not mm-hmm. really like anything so it was cool to to get that that side piece and like you got to rewatch fights like obi-wan versus grievous and shit mm-hmm. like that and that's shit's cool man yeah so i can't I, believe they wouldn't so did they make stuff out of these books that they dubbed not canon? Um, they just basically they just rebranded them. So like they didn't. There's no like. All of it went from yeah, this is canon as per George Lucas to oh, these are now no longer considered canon. They're just legends that are passed around about Star Wars. What a bummer. So like, um, there's a good handful of Star Wars lore that like it it really it really Lost pissed off time. a lot of Star Wars people. Like I haven't read most of them, um, but if if Wyatt is listening, um, <laughs> the Wyatt we mentioned like forever ago when he had a kid. Um, oh boy. Yeah, he uh, he used to read those if memory serves, and I'm I almost guarantee that he's one of those people that was super pissed when the the keeper of the holocron from Disney decided that all of it was legend. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, because yeah, it's there's a lot. Okay. Um, like Darth Maul surviving, um, surviving, surviving uh, Qui Gon Jinn or whatever. Uh, Obi Wan cutting him in half. Wait, was it? Oh, it was Obi Wan, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. He kills yeah. Qui Gon, and then and then Obi Wan cuts him, cuts in, him half in half, and he just falls down. And yeah, so he survives, according to the original canon. He survives, which this does happen in the animated Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> it pops up. You see uh, Darth Maul with robotic legs. He's got like robotic spider leg. Hell it's yeah. kind of creepy, but it's Darth super Maul cool. is always my favorite villain. And then. Um, just if really memory serves, Boba Fett uh, survives the uh, Sarlacc pit as well in the in those. I always thought he did. I always thought he was just chilling down there. And they, they never like showed it officially that he actually like survived, but that was that was the canon. I don't know if that. I don't remember if that got exonated or, or not. I don't remember I'm, either. We should. I want to say you know, it we did. should watch the Star Wars films again for the, real, well, especially the old ones. I mean, mm. I, I like the I like the prequels, but. I do too. The old ones are good for their time. So I'd... many people hate Jar Jar, and I just—he's <laughs> oh, comedic relief. Just enjoy it. But there's a honestly, oh, okay, I could go down a rabbit hole forever about how George Lucas absolutely planned for Jar Jar to be a secret Sith, and then when everybody hated him, went never mind. Don't Is do that it. true? I there is no conf- confirmation or denial whatsoever, but 
if I took you down that rabbit hole, I've got all kinds of evidence and shit that I could show you that he does some crazy Jedi shit. Oh my god. Okay, so what's so funny about everything you're telling me right now, like Darth Maul surviving getting cut in half, Boba Fett surviving the Sarlacc pit, pit um, Jar Jar becoming a Sith, all of these things... That one's I, never confirmed. Right, but all of these things, I kid you not, have all made their appearances i believe i can be double checked i might be wrong about one of them but i know for sure at least two i think um were at least made fun of in robot chicken adult oh, yeah. robot chicken dude <laughs> like there's there's one where i think boba fett falls into the sarlacc pit and then it just cuts to him and like him and the sarlacc are playing cards or some shit <laughs> so that's like kind of a, a hint to it and then one where darth maul gets cut in half and i think at the bottom of the pit that he falls down or whatever he's just like oh this sucks man what the hell like <laughs> it's just well i mean cause it's like, funny because they, they kind of take that cannon and they mess with it but because like that's he funny wouldn't... that he mentioned all that Officially, he wouldn't bleed out because, like, those those cuts automatically cauterize because of the lightsaber. So, like, do you know that was a censoring uh, thing that Disney made them do, that Lucasfilms did? So, like, originally, lightsabers were supposed to cut off your limbs and they were supposed to bleed to death and shit. But apparently, when they were making the movies, they said they wanted children to enjoy it. And mm-hmm. so, to censor it, they made the lightsabers cauterize as they cut. They were they weren't originally supposed to do that. I mean, honestly, it made sense that they would like, cauterize because yeah. they're heat. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too. But like, okay, in Phantom Menace, legitimately, Qui Gon Jinn melts a blast door with his lightsaber. I love. that I'm scene. sorry, so, but isn't that where they're like that, cutting it open? Right? Yeah, yeah. he's like cutting it open. He's like, close the blast doors, and I it like, and he like f- stops for a second. He's like, oh shit! Pulls his lightsaber out, and just sticks it in the center, and sits there twisting it back and forth, and it just starts melting on the other side too. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but if a lightsaber can do that. It doesn't make people bleed when you cut them. It auto-cauterizes the wound. Those blast doors are meant to protect from seriously heavy bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Or from phasers. Like, no, you can't melt a blast door with a lightsaber and not cauterize a wound when you cut somebody. I just know a lot of people were really upset about that when that was apparently revealed or a thing or whatever. They were like, like, you're making lightsabers cauterize their wounds as they cut. That's not how it works. That yeah. it makes more sense. I thought it made sense. Than not. Uh, that's what I thought. I thought that makes perfect sense. But okay. Uh, um. Anyway, like, so yeah, Hawkeye and Christmas. <laughs> yeah, going with all yeah. This. We went way down a rabbit hole there. Hawkeye <laughs> Christmas special, six episodes long, starting November twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Okay. Looks I extremely got funny. But honestly, probably mostly just parody jokes. Like it's seriously really? just like uh, making fun of Christmas. Knowing movies. Marvel, they'll probably throw some like bombshell like, canon they, in there at some point. They might think they might think that they're being serious with this six episode series, but seriously, watching the preview, <laughs> it's making fun of Jeremy Christmas Renner's movies by making a six episode christmas movie yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's so weird why would they make it christmas themed well i guess because christmas is around the corner but because they needed some sort of christmas special and they decided that they didn't want to run something Marvel that already exists that. into the ground for once interesting i suppose well <laughs> yet another marvel series i'm gonna have to add to my list yeah and hopefully watch at some point. I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I can say, I haven't... Any of the ones that released on Disney Plus, I haven't seen because I canceled my Disney Plus before they came out. Except right, for yeah. WandaVision. WandaVision started right before I canceled my Disney Plus. But I had not started yet. Train. So, yeah. 
Okay. Well, first topic. Um, um, great, I, you know, uh, I also want to. I also want to give a special shout out to like our first follower of our friend group on Instagram, Sarah. She was mm-hmm. like the first one that followed us, Damn. and she's. I think she's like either the first or the second one to like that picture you just posted. Um, so thank you, Sarah. We love you. I was say Joseph was the first that I oh, saw. Oh, Joseph. So. Yes, he was. So he barely yeah. beat Sarah. We love you, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph man. was on it. <laughs> um, Sarah, our friend Sarah does have a sticker business. I do mm-hmm. want to plug at some yes. point once we get. We keep forgetting to do once that. we get what they. They have a, an Instagram for it, and I can't remember the name. Uh, I think I follow it. Hang on a second. Kevin's going to do some quick research because I, I, I always wanted to shout it out, and I just always forgot. Um, but they make some really good, uh, really cool-looking stickers, mm-hmm. and they're very well-made. Let me see. Is it Sage and Gray? Or is that? Or is that? That's a boutique. Um, yes, Willow and Gray. Willow and Gray. Okay. Willow and Gray stickers, or is it just Willow and Gray? It's uh, Willow and Gray. They have okay. more than just stickers. They've got some uh, some uh, clothing as well. What? They do? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. I did not know this. Anyway, um, so if you want some stickers or some clothing, if especially if you're local in our area, I'm not going to tell you what area that is. You'll know if you know. Um, go Go check out their Instagram and look at it. I don't think they're shipping anything. <laughs> I don't think that they're there yet, but um, they could get there. So please give them a follow. Give them some attention. Kevin is still intently trying to figure out this. Yeah, so, yeah I'm trying to find it, and I'm not. They're, like their page? They're, yeah. Okay, it might just be tied to their personal deal, and we don't I really think so, because like on, on Sarah's Instagram, it shows her like the Willow and Gray stuff under her, like the products. Okay, we'll have to save it next time we talk like right to here. them. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't know if... If that's even um something they want out there yet, so I will, we'll hold off for now. Um, we'll talk to them about about seeing if they're gonna get like a page. Yeah, we'll we'll get a plug from Sarah and see what she wants put out there. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, so that was a fun first little topic. Hawkeye coming up with his own show. I I thought that was supposed to happen a while ago. So okay. Um. So this one. <clears throat> This one might be a little bit with your knowledge. I'm hoping that you carry it a little bit more for me because I, again, I'm not comic heavy <laughs> in knowledge, but okay. uh, I did read something pretty interesting. So apparently, two popular Avengers comic creators are um, coming together to create a new Avengers comic. Uh, I can't remember their names. It's Aaron something and something Aaron, I think, are the names. Or like. Interesting. I can't remember. One of them might be named Kevin. I don't remember, man. I should have <laughs> read I wrote everything down but their names. Of course. <laughs> um, so anyway, the Avengers comic is called Avengers Forever. Okay. Which is a cool name. Um, so Marvel just posted this trailer for this comic, and the opening shot, and you're going to like this, the opening shot is someone who's just like burnt to a crisp, and like they're dying basically while they crawl. And they're crawling toward Molnir. Mm-hmm. Only on Molnir, instead of its original inscription, it says, "Whoever is worthy shall possess the power of all vengeance." Oh, which I think you know what that means, or possibly might know what that means. Um, a lot of people are that uh, people are saying basically that that's Ghost Rider. 
Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, is what mm. they're saying. Because the guy's burnt to a crisp, and he's yeah. crawling toward a Molnir. But it says, whoever's worthy shall possess power of all vengeance. Um, so this Avengers Forever comic is essentially like they're taking the multiverse and like every possibility in it, and they're running with it. They're just going to like... They said that they're just going to like make an amalgamation of all the different character types and just make it a big powwow. Um, so the issue cover for it, um, for the first issue is, um, a shot of Tony Stark as Iron Man, of course, Mm -hmm. the invincible Ant-Man and the multiverse of the mightiest heroes, along with Deathlock and Robbie Reyes's Ghost Rider, um, both working to battle a swarm of Punisher war machines. Hmm. (laughs) Does that not sound crazy to you? It, I mean, it kind of reflects the amalgamation of all the different things within the different universes. Doesn't it? I like, was like, Punisher War Machines? Like, what the fuck? Now, the question is, is Punisher War Machines, is that, like, War Machines that belong to Punisher? Or is that some weird cross between Punisher and War Machine? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see the image. Um, this was just off of the comic book article that I that I read from, and they were like, "Yeah, it's it's got a uh, the pun. It's got a Ghost Rider and Deathlock mm-hmm. fighting these War Machine Punisher things. A swarm of them, apparently. Hmm. Um, I don't know who Deathlock is, by the way. I've never I heard of him. Don't either, actually. Oh wow. Okay. Well, Kevin, that's less helpful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, and then the final image kind of at the end of the trailer, uh, apparently it's either the final image at the end of the trailer or the final image they released to the comic set. Again, I didn't mm-hmm. look at it, um, shows a red demonic figure holding Deathlock, Ghost Rider and Ant-Man in its grip, who is likely Mephisto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can bet your ass that these, these comic book creator illustrators are, um, I think that they're gearing up for a very, very large full-scale multiverse fight. And apparently Mephisto's the guy that, that is dictating most of this multiverse stuff. Huh. That's what they said. Um, I, don't, okay. I didn't know that. Apparently okay. Mephisto's the reason for all the multiverse shit happening right now. So hmm. not sure how that's going to work out. <laughs> um, it, uh, it sounds... And from what you're explaining appears to look like exactly the level of chaos that I expected from what was explained. <laughs> well, and <laughs> yeah, <huh? laughs> and the cool, the crazy part is, is like, it's almost like in the Marvel, like in Marvel, like the company as a whole, it kind of feels like they're taking the multiverse stuff and they're like, Hey, people like multiverse crap. Let's run with it. You know, yep. they're like, let's, let's fucking go full send on this. We're going to have the comics go multiverse. We're going to have the, the TV series go multiverse. We're going to have the MCU go multiverse. It just sounds, it just sounds so much like they're, um, they're kind of trying to intertwine all of this together. Not to say mm-hmm. that this will ever appear in the movies, of course, but um, it would be cool to get in a, a second Ghost Rider movie. Do you think they're going to reboot that one, or do you think they'll ask Nicolas Cage to come back? <laughs> you know, I really don't know. I, I don't think they'll bring back... Was his name Robbie Reyes in, in no, the movie? No, okay, Johnny Blaze. So, 
Oh, right, right, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was Johnny. Johnny. He was the Johnny Blaze. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's like, right. eh, I think I think that one's gonna just kind of be born and die as probably because I heard uh, I heard not a lot of people liked it. I liked it when it came out. I think, but I enjoyed it. Oh, but apparently it didn't do very well. I guess no, it did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, but, Nick, uh, Nicholas Cage is not a loved actor. I guess no, like, he people is, did not like him. He is the one of the most memed actors <laughs> ever. His face is just, everywhere, like on objects. Yep. I love it. That oh. happened at at my high school. Not not the one we went to together, but the other one the other that I one. went to. Um, somebody put up like a bunch <laughs> of random like Nicolas Cage memes. That's really funny. They just like printed them off like at the library. He was something hot at the time, and just man. Put them everywhere. His memes were hot at the time. You know, his face was on <laughs> random rocks. You know, his memes still show up everywhere. <laughs> Like, bro, I don't think his memes are ever gonna die. It would be really cool if they made a Ghost Rider movie to like have him in there as a cameo, as like a <laughs> random guy that Ghost Rider like flies by or something, and he's like, "What the hell, man? Slow down!" And it's Nicholas Cage. That would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, that would, would be, hilarious. be that'd be probably a very expensive cameo. But yeah, it'd be he hilarious. would be like, "I'm Nicholas Cage, National Treasure." Hello, <laughs> one movies. Actually, um, he he just takes over the Stanley cameos. Oh, the, the fan base would not like that. <laughs> no, they oh would my not. God, could you imagine? Uh, I would probably laugh way too hard at it, but everyone else would be like, "Why?" <laughs> um, so, so for our friend Joseph specifically, I thought this was going to be kind of an interesting topic because this issue comes out December twenty second. So, um, Joseph. Take a look at this because I know you'll like it. He's probably already heard of it. He probably, probably. is already reading he's, about it. So he's a lot more like he knows a lot more about the comics than I do. Yeah, so. and so he'll probably also like tell us about it whenever we hang out with him next. But uh, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was very cool. Um, and plus the title Avengers Forever kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like they're I guess even from the article or from the uh, the cover photo with all the Avengers from the different multiverses, like it's all of them like popping out with tony and ant-man um so it's it looks like they're gearing up for like a giant battle probably against mephisto that's mm -hmm. my guess um to fight him and and try to win and it's called avengers forever which is like it gives me chills because it's like because that's a teen titans did something like that yeah. where they were the, i think one of their final fights was like <laughs> against the league of evil or something like that and they they had like all the secondary Teen Titans and all the main ones, oh, like yeah. they were all geared up, and they were like Titans forever. Um, love that nerdy shit. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so yeah, Avengers Forever goes on sale December twenty second. So anyone that's a comic fan, or if you've heard any of our comic talks, that sounds interesting. That might be an issue you might want to buy. I might even buy it. It looks so, like yeah, a good I might, read. I might start looking at the Molnir thing. Sounds cool to me. Yeah, the fact that Molnir's text has changed. <laughs> <clears throat> and that Ghost Rider might be the one picking it up. That's just theorized. It might not be Ghost Rider. Yeah. But um, imagine Ghost Rider with a fiery hammer. <laughs> That'd be cool. Would yeah. Be so that's cool. the kind of that's the kind of multiverse shenanigans they're they're running into with this. Um, we're gonna yeah. get we're gonna get like a text from Joseph that just says Ghost Rider wields Molnir in this comic. <laughs> yeah. Nothing Actually, else. Just that. Oh, but there <laughs> is a there is I believe. Man, I really wish I wrote it down. I got to do better at writing down my notes here. But in the article, they did say that um, in the interview, the guy that's making the Avengers Forever comic, Avengers issue number 50, I think is what it was 
is what the the issue number that was referenced. Apparently, there was a some kind of big bang that happened in that issue, like some kind of huge metaphysical bomb that went off. And he was like, so that bomb is lit, like that sets the fire, and then this issue right here it's is lit. the explosion afterward. Mm-hmm. So... So I guess there's continuity between the two the two different issues. Gotcha. So hopefully, okay. I don't know. We'll see what that turns out to be. Exciting day for comic book fans on the 22nd. Indeed. It sounds like uh sounds like it's going to be a good read. Yeah. Um that's it. That's all I had for that my all first right. topic, but <laughs> Alrighty. I thought it was going to be a little longer, but I realized not a lot of information's out. That's all right. So I guess keeping on with the uh Marvel comic uh, direction. Oh, geez. Okay. There was... Marvel heavy episode. A new leak regarding No Way Home. Was it Tom Holland's accidental one? No. Okay. Because he completely confirmed that Jamie Foxx is going to be in the... Oh, that's been confirmed for a while. Yeah. Well, now but, it's from Tom Holland, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, there was a guy... And I didn't write his name down either. Now I'm going to totally forget. It started yep. with a J. Yeah. Thank you for sharing um, my pain. He does a, he does a podcast and um, he released a tweet with some pictures that he said, I don't, I don't know if these are real, but check these out. And one of them was a picture of all three Spider-Men standing on scaffolding. And supposedly, he received a an email from the Marvel Studios, Sony group, one of those, um, specifically telling him not to uh, leave those photos up, to take them down. Whoa, 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 whoa. He got an email from them? Did he show the Supp- email? I didn't see it. I didn't look at his episode. This is just what I okay. listened to on the Heavy Spoilers yeah. uh, channel on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and Heavy Spoilers themselves said <clears throat> that they have only been contacted by a studio when something that they have posted as a leak is legitimate. Yeah. Is legitimate. That happened with a Hungry Box. He, he mm-hmm. had like a, some kind of like, HBO Universe fighter game classic leaked to yep. him and he posted it and then they were like, all right, take it down. And he yep. was like, okay, well, it was real. So, so. so they at Heavy Spoilers have been told that they are supposed to share this as absolutely 100% fake. However, um, there was a... Like by the studio? The studio was like... They didn't say, say, say who. They said, we can't share who it is that told us we had to, but we were told that these are one, we are, we're supposed to make sure that we say these are a hundred percent fake. I fucking hate what's going on right Uh now with that. (laughs) However, they did then proceed to say, if for some reason that is incorrect, here's some reasons why. (laughs) Dude. And went through, so there's a video of Andrew Garfield in front of a blue screen, which is what they use now instead of green screen. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't know I didn't about know that, that, but yeah. yeah. Um, in front of a blue screen with a hand on what appears to be some scaffolding bars in his Spider-Man suit that's been circulating. If there's one thing we can confirm from all of this, it's that at some point there will be a fight on scaffolding. 
<laughs> that is confirmed. That seems to be, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, because they, they still, still no one will actually give a 100% firm yes or no that Andrew Garfield is in the movie, even though we all know he's in the, like, we know it's all three. I'm going to let you finish your thought too, but I'm, I'm kind of, I'm angry at the studios right now because of what they're making <laughs> the actors do, as you mentioned that, but you keep going because yeah. I'll mention this in a second. But, but um, what you call it? So... The the thing is, is a lot of people have dismissed this. A lot of people have said, like, all the, the news, everything that has been covering that video has said, no, no, it's a fake. It's a very well done fake. Here's the problem. The problem with that being a very well done fake is that for that video to exist the way that it does, somebody would have had to have the proper blue screen setup, which those blue screens are not cheap. And would have had to have bought a movie replica style costume, which those things run you like minimum twelve hundred dollars. I don't even know if it's that cheap. Uh, I'm pretty more. sure that's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's lowballing it. Yeah, probably, probably um, more. <laughs> so like in total, they would have had to spend several thousand dollars easily to Photoshop or to edit in Andrew Garfield's face onto them pretending to be on the set of spider-man see it's funny you mentioned that but there was a video a while ago that was confirmed to be fake that showed andrew garfield talking to and taking a hand from toby mcguire supposedly on set like during mm. the shooting and it was like a very very like low quality like almost like somebody had their phone out kind of mm -hmm. video recording so people are doing it um mm -hmm. or or, and just get full conspiracy with me here, Marvel is doing this on purpose with fake accounts. I mean, that'd be pretty huge if they were. That's probably not what's going on. But, I mean, mm -hmm. if there were fakes and people admitting to those things being fakes and Marvel was behind it, then it's actually real. And they're like, it's fake. Haha, -ha, we're throwing mm -hmm. all of you off, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the other th the other picture that was released by this uh, this guy, um, which he promptly took down, um, was a picture of uh, Daredevil, um, Michael Murdoch, uh, Happy, Aunt May, and Peter sitting in Aunt May and Peter's apartment in the kitchen having a chat at why the would, dinner table. Why would Daredevil be there? Um, supposedly they're having a chat with Peter about responsibilities and what makes a hero <laughs> right. and da da da, like having right. like a mentor moment. Yeah. Um, is essentially what's happening there, which Daredevil does actually have several ties to Spider-Man throughout the comics. So, okay. Gotcha. They kind of, they protect the same general area in the right. Marvel okay, comics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they bump Queens. into each other. <laughs> um, interesting. But yeah, so that's, uh. That was another one that was released, and that one, there's not really, there wasn't a whole lot of evidence as to whether or not that one was real or fake. Well, the fact that they're getting taken down, quote-unquote, would be evidence enough, unless well, this is, unless someone's really fucking with them. Here's the thing, is the guy who put them up and then immediately took them down, he made another video addressing the fact that he was contacted by Marvel Studios or Sony Entertainment, one of the two, and told that he needed to take those down. He had posted them originally saying, I don't know if they're real, but he had slapped his own watermark on it. Um, he was like, I just, I threw my watermark on it and I threw them out there just because I thought they were cool. And then like, I got contacted and got told that I needed to take them down. 
So I took him down. He did increase in like a thousand followers in the span of like it, an hour. It could so be like, for clout, yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah, if for some reason they are fake, there is a very good chance. There's motive <laughs> that the reason yeah. behind them still being fake and him doing that whole charade is specifically because of the fact that he just wanted more people to pay attention to his account. When so I- it's possible. But Heavy Spoilers has done two separate videos on on, on these leaks supposedly. on that one leak. Okay, yeah. One addressing the leak itself, and one addressing his statements after the fact. And Heavy Spoilers, although they're not always a hundred percent spot on, I found that many of their uh, videos explaining what's going on with shit have not like if they've been wrong, they haven't been super out in left field with what they were wrong with like usually it's something that's like okay like i can see how it would have made sense to kind of tilt that direction kind of i I don't know it's so hard to deem what's legitimate and what's not now especially with how good people are at fucking recreating shit oh yeah let me ask you this kevin Mm -hmm. do you think marvel cares about the trust they have in like the trust between their audience and them when it comes to stuff like this. Do you think that they they hold that trust value like at high value? I think I don't know. That's a hard one. Like mm-hmm. cuz like part of me is like, well, they probably enjoy the fact that people are reeling over it. People are <laughs> yeah, that people are so busy trying to like it gives them so much publicity that they can get away with having not released a Spider-Man poster until like 2 months prior to it releasing instead of way earlier I, I like know. they normally would have yeah. because there was so much like focus on this movie just from the trailer, the first trailer they dropped that I so <laughs> the reason I ask you that is um so so imagine for me then let's let's assume that marvel cares about that trust but do you think that they are willing to sacrifice it because what i'm about to say is like if they did they would be sacrificing it for for this movie and for all movies going forward this is like a one-time trick they would be able to pull Mm -hmm. getting tom holland to say don't get your guys's hopes up this is a very sad movie it's not what you guys think it is do you think they would go that far to te- have their actors plant doubt and create fake leaks or something along those lines just to get a gotcha moment when the movie comes out and say, ha, this is actually what was going to happen. You guys were right, but we made you think it wasn't. Do you think they would sacrifice that trust for those I don't hits? think they'd go that far. Because in an interview, apparently Tom Holland said that, I mean, and this is Tom Holland, though. He could be directed to say this. Um, yeah. But he did say, he didn't say that they weren't going to be in it, but he said that fans should be lowering their expectations of, I think, something like it. I think he, he was alluding to that, like, like I'm not telling you guys that it's not happening, but uh, just be just be careful with how mm. excited you guys are with all of this. And then he said it's going to be a sad movie. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that because then I you mean, have Andrew Garfield who, when he's asked, he's like, I don't know, I don't know. 
Yeah, and then Toby like, hasn't said anything. Yeah, Toby. <laughs> Toby's is, not talking to anybody. He's not even here. <laughs> he's know? like, nah, I'm not. He's e- I'm not even doing it. It's not even here. Yeah. So yeah, Andrew Garfield, like his his biggest line has been, "I haven't gotten the call. I would have gotten the call by now. I haven't gotten the call." Yeah. Wait, but he's not saying no. I'm not in it. And he's not saying yeah. I'm in it. He's, I haven't gotten the call. But I guess I since Marvel's now. not the one doing this, Sony is. Maybe Sony is willing to play with that trust. It's possible, but I still I don't I still don't fully see it. To that's be totally where I honest, struggle. I don't I don't see them going as far as like making fake accounts and fake leaks that are actually real leaks and so on. So like I don't think that's the case. What about making their actors lie? That one absolutely I you believe so? they will do okay. because Tom Holland was like, no, nah, that's not happening. <laughs> On several occasions, there were things that were confirmed like months later that they were like, Tom, it's rumored that this, this, and this. And he's like, no, that's not happening. I think there was a movie recently that he did and he said something like that and they were like, and he said it wasn't happening and then it was in the movie and everyone yeah. was like, you little liar. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> like, you're right. I guess like they did. Yeah. Marvel, Sony, they, they do that. They'll tell their actors, you cannot. You cannot tell them. That's the funniest thing, you know. But usually the way they go about it is they go, you can't tell them that this is going on. I don't care how you redirect the question. You cannot tell them yes. I can't remember and who so else like, it was. A lot of them will pull the Andrew Garfield and be like, I haven't gotten the call. Yeah, the vague I, answer. I would have gotten the call. The vague answer, anything but yeah. yes or no. You Where know? it's like, I won't give you a definitive. Because if just it give was you a, a no, eh. you would just say no. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Right. Generally. But yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of them that take it that direction. They're yeah. like, they take the, the no definitive answer. I won't give you a yes. I won't give you a no. I'm going to give you a think about it. But eh. So it was Tom Holland and I think another, I think it was a director of the movie that was like they both have said now lower your expectations so i don't know if they're doing that to mess with us to to like really make that punch when it's revealed happen or if they're they're doing something maybe similar to what the fans are theorizing and that maybe it's not quite where they're going it's I mean, possible that the level of hype that's following this movie, because of how good it looks just in the trailer and all of the stuff that keeps surfacing they don't real or fake it's got so much hype that they're worried that it's going to underperform because it's not going to live up hype, to how yeah. much hype is being created for it. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's possible that that's going they may they may be worried. It's entirely possible that they're worried about that. I don't know. Yeah. But I personally from what I've seen just just the official release things that I have seen. So magazine covers that have come from Sony Marvel and the trailer that they've dropped, those alone, and the, the confirmed actors and actresses on the cast, those alone have told me that I I have nothing to worry about when it comes to the hype of the movie. Like, I, think it's I seriously think movie. it's going to be one of the best movies released this year, you know, without and a I th- doubt. I think that they're, they're being so smart with it that even if, like, let's say, let's say the darkest thing that could happen and Andrew and Tony or Toby, Tony, Toby. Wow. I reversed <laughs> the order in which I was trying to correct. I heard myself. that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Andrew and Tony, Toby, Tony, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You just, <laughs> wait, <Oops. laughs> you said the right name. Let's, the second let's time go worst was... case scenario. Neither Andrew nor Toby are in the movie. 
I still think it's going to be a fantastic fucking movie, whether they're in it or not. But because of Green Goblin and Doc Ock are in it, it's like all but confirmed in my head. So looking forward to it still. Um, That is some interesting foreshadowing. I mean, I feel like No Way Home is going to be kind of a topic on here for a while until it comes out. Because I think it's got so much rich and deep lore in the MCU through Sony that they've incorporated now. And especially crossing movies like Venom. And yep. Morbius yep. in because now Morbius is crossed in. It's it. It's in. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's no yeah. getting around that. Like, one. yeah, they can try to deny it all they want, but as soon as they put Michael Keaton in the trailer as and Vulture. confirmed that he was going to be Vulture in literally everything, you can't say that he's not that it's not connected to at least Spider-Man, if not the entirety of the MCU. Yeah, beautiful things are about to happen in the in the hero universe of movies. Which That's is another great. thing is with how dark Mo- Morbius is seems to be. There's a good chance that. No Way Home is going to be a very sad movie that's starting to set the tone in that direction. I did they release the rating for Morbius? Uh, I'm not sure. I it makes me wonder if it's PG-13. It probably is. Probably they like their PG-13. Yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, they might go R just because of like the whole vampire thing, like and the venom and the carnage backlash they got for it. Yeah, um, that was something people were very upset about with Carnage, but whatever. We 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 talked about it. Oh yeah. Um, cool man. Those are those are that's some cool uh, new news. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll move on to my other topic that I have, and this is the only other topic I have. So, um, I I had actually forgot that this topic existed. It was something I was going to talk about last cast because this mm-hmm. came out the weekend I was gone in Anaheim. Gotcha. So I didn't get to to watch it or or do any research on it, but I'm really glad I held off because there's been a very big update, um, <clears throat> and that is uh, Elden Ring. So this is the new FromSoft game that's I come out. I saw this pop up and I almost looked into Ooh, it, brother. and then was like, Ah, uh, no, it's okay. So anyone that knows me knows that I'm I'm very big fan of the Soul series. Um, I play I. a lot of Dark Souls, and Kevin has even enjoyed Dark Souls one a little bit. <laughs> I mean, okay, we'll put it this way: I'm horrible at it, but I still love it. The it's, number of times that shit, goddammit, it, comes out of my mouth while I play <laughs> Dark Souls is ridiculous. But I don't get angry and throw the controller. It's just shit, goddamn it, and back to what I was doing. <laughs> now, Kevin. It, this game, Elden Ring, might be the friendliest and probably, like, the friendliest game to new players and probably one of, if not the best, out of the entire series. So, <clears throat> so while I was gone at Anaheim, mm-hmm. um, before our recording last week, mm-hmm. they released a 20-minute gameplay reveal of Elden Ring. Now, okay. previously before that... Elden Ring was shown with trailers, and everyone was like, oh, okay, cool. It looks like another Dark Souls game. We want it. Great. Mm-hmm. The gameplay trailer came out, and it revealed and confirmed that it was a open-world, um, total sandbox you know, experience. And everyone That's was like, that is fucking cool, you know? Um, and the gameplay kind of just showed... It showed that you have dungeons you can go through. Um, it showed the enemies. It showed bosses, um, random encounters you'll find throughout the map. It's a, it's an open world game. It's cool. 
uh, very, and I've said this about any open world game that's come out recently because it's pretty true, but basically it's like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, if you've played Breath of the Wild or seen it, it's almost not exactly, I don't ever want to say exactly, but it's, it's very similar uh, formula. I honestly, so the little bit, I saw like the first little bit of one gameplay trailer that was um, on Instagram. Um, and honestly, my first thought was a cross between, um, Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, and, um, Dark Souls. Yeah, that's, that's almost exactly what it is. That was the impression that I got just from looking at it. I was like, okay. And, uh, now this is why I was glad that I waited or that I had forgotten about the trailer um, Mm -hmm. because I watched the trailer right before the cast and I was like, oh, that's something I can talk about. And then of course I forgot about it, Mm -hmm. um, or the gameplay reveal, sorry. So just recently, so this weekend, they're doing a closed network test of Elden Ring. So you can sign up for it, and if you get chosen, you get a code to download Elden Ring closed network test beta, and you get to play it for, I think, the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. But the interesting part is that they gave out to content creators an early access code. Oh. And I watched a full 30-minute video by this guy named... Iron Pineapple, who's very well known among the Souls community, especially among Dark Souls 3. Gotcha. Um, he's very well known among the community. Uh, he uploaded a 30-minute video uh, on his 30 hours of gameplay in this closed network test. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, did they reveal a lot with this test. So he started off, started off the video. The first thing he says in the first 30 seconds is, he goes, I'm so happy, you guys. This is probably... FromSoft is on track to release one of the best games ever made or I've ever played, I think is what he said. Wow. Which is, I mean, obviously I don't know his pedigree, but Mm -hmm. usually when someone says that about a game, it's genuinely very good. Mm -hmm. So I wrote down a lot of highlights as to (laughs) what that closed network test kind of revealed. So this is going to be a lot of me talking. I don't know if you'll have any input, but we'll see. Um, Go for it. So just like we knew before, uh, it's open world. Um, you also have a mount. I don't know if you saw that, but you have a horse that you can ride. I did not see that. Mm-hmm. That is good. That is a yeah. nice uh, addition <laughs> Tell me about since it. you're making it open world. Yeah, so it's a it's a mount, and you can actually summon the mount anywhere at any time once you have access to it. And it's mount horseback combat as well. So you can also attack while you're on the horse. Um, ironically, there's a mechanic to this. Uh, enemies can be on horses too, and if you attack them, you knock them off the horse, and it lets you get a nice visceral, like, strong attack off on them, so they're completely exposed. That also works for you. So if you use your horseback combat too much, and you get unlucky, and somebody knocks you off your horse, you're whoa, you're um, open to attacks for about, I think, a solid five seconds uh, for just taking damage. So Damn. there's a huge cost to abusing your horseback riding in the game. A huge welcome addition to the series. So originally in Dark Souls games, you would walk around, there'd be like a ledge or something, and you just have to keep continuing on the path. And like mm-hmm. that's that was one thing I liked about the Souls series was that you walk, there's kind of a clear path. There's some exploration you can do, but there's a path that the game leads you to, mostly because you either have cliff and death, or invisible barrier you can't walk past. Mm-hmm. Elden Ring completely does away with this. They added a dedicated jump button. 
So instead of having to sprint and push your jump button once and have your character jump once, you can now stand still and just jump as much as you want, Oh, which means little ledges that you could easily step over before that blocked you in Dark Souls games. Totally not a thing anymore. You can vertically climb whatever you want. In Elden Great. It's going to be awesome. I feel like um, I'm going to fall into so many holes if I play this game. <laughs> well, that's the cool part, too, is um, there's less like infinite death zones and more mm. cliff sides with ledges and kind of different things. Fun fact, your horse can also jump and it has a double jump and you can use that double jump to cushion your fall and not take damage when you fall somewhere. So mm. that's some really good uh, utility. Yeah, fun fact about my statement about falling into so many holes. Um, the number of times that the shit goddammit that came out of my mouth while I was playing Dark Souls the first time I played uh, was attributed to me dodge rolling off a cliff is far <laughs> higher than I yeah, should probably admit. Yeah, that was admit. always a huge problem. You would like back up or you would like dodge to the left or the right yeah. and you'd just go right off the fucking cliff. And yep. you're like, I'd be oh. like, oh, this guy's coming straight at me. Dodge to side, off cliff. Shit, god yep. damn it. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably won't be a thing as much in, in Elden Ring, thank God. <sighs> and this is part of the reason I'm saying it's like a more friendly game. Um, so yeah, dedicated jump button, very welcome. So there are things called sites of grace, which are the bonfires. It's mm-hmm. exactly like a bonfire. You light it, gotcha. you sit at it. Um, however, the new addition to these now is that occasionally at certain bonfires or sites of grace, uh, a little light will spew out and it'll trail and show you where you need to go next in the main story. So hmm. no more gone are the days of not knowing which path to go down left, right, center, <laughs> whatever, and walking towards somewhere that's totally going to wreck your shit. They now have this. It, it's not also exact. It's kind of like a go northeast, mm-hmm. you know, because it's open world. So, uh, yes, so our own be, little Navi. Yeah, kind of, without the without the annoyance. <laughs> without the, hey! <laughs> yeah. Listen. Um, another mechanic they changed in Elden Ring is two-handing weapons is different. So previously in Dark Souls, you would hit, like, triangle, and your character would two-hand a weapon, and then that would, like, it would do a couple of things, but mostly you would use that to break an enemy's guard or to deal more, da- uh, more damage. Mm-hmm. In Elden Ring, because there's a dedicated jump button, uh, which is X... Your triangle button is now the button you use to like grab items and interact with stuff. Gotcha. And so to two hand, you would ho- you hold X now, and then you hit L1 and R1 for your left and right hands to use the weapon. I don't know how that's gonna work. Iron Pineapple said that it was that it felt pretty good. So okay. hopefully it's a seamless change that doesn't seem too difficult. It'll definitely be an adjustment, especially yeah. because like I'm gonna be so used to hitting it. That uh, like, I don't know how I'll feel about it. Big thing is, is like with with a lot of like I'm not saying all, but with a majority of PlayStation games that I've played, um, Circle and X tend to be the more common world interaction buttons. I that's how I felt so too. like. I'm glad you're. Although saying this. X is also usually a jump button, like. It would almost make more sense for circle to become the world interaction rather yeah. than triangle. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I'm really glad you say that because I'm um, triangle, like reaching up the controller to hit triangle to grab something or confirm a dialogue box just feels weird. It just yeah. seems like it's going to feel really weird to me. We'll see how it f- actually feels. 
I applied for the network test this weekend, okay. hopefully. So hopefully I get into it. If I do, yeah. boy, will I have stuff to share. Better post something on the Instagram if you do. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of a change. They're adding Stealth. So FromSoft released a game a while ago called Sekiro, and it actually won, I believe, Game of the Year. Hmm. Um, and it was a total, it was kind of like a total different game from their Dark Souls series. It had like the same Dark Souls blood, but, you know, different. Um, so they added stealth and so no more do you have to walk like tilt the stick slightly and watch your character walk painfully slow toward an enemy now you just crouch you move and you can get a free attack on them Hmm. super nice that they added that Um, something that I think like new players or players who aren't veterans of the series are going to like is there's a new guard counter move so if you're holding a shield and you block an enemy attack uh, in a correct timed window, if you hit R2, you now deal a powerful counterattack move um, mm. that just kind of adds to the variety of combat. So someone who likes to turtle up and hold up their shield to avoid damage, they now have a viable option to attack after being hit, which I think is awesome. Um, oh, yeah. The, the network test also revealed that parts of the environment, so in true Dark Souls fashion, once you get through the tutorial area, you fight your first boss right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and this boss, uh, apparently because it's open world, you can go anywhere, but there's like this kind of ruined structure that you're fighting him in. And if you try to run out of the structure before you're done fighting him, he'll actually start breaking down the structure in front of you. So like Hmm. he'll jump to the top of the tower and he'll knock down bricks and he'll destroy parts of the building. So the world is completely shapeable by the NPCs or at least some parts of it. Hmm. Um, there's another part where a dragon chases you and it knocks over trees as you fight it, um, which is very cool. So, um, another thing that's very similar to dark souls three. So you never played dark souls three, but, or at least I don't think you have, but in three, they kind of changed the mechanics of weapons a little bit. So Mm -hmm. they had things called weapon arts on weapons. So that way, in case you weren't using magic, you still had a reason to have mana and these weapon arts would use your mana so you would two-hand your weapon and then you hit l2 instead of r2 for a a powerful attack and hitting that l2 would use a weapon art for that specific weapon and it is unique to that weapon so Hmm. one of them is like you hit l2 while two-handing this giant cleaver and your character will spin and jump and swing the sword in like some crazy fashion and it's a weapon art um Hmm. they're bringing that back in elden ring that's a thing okay only this time, you can take weapon arts off of other weapons and put them on different ones. Okay. So there's new so customization. Be... Okay. Hmm. So no longer do you have to have like the twin sword blades <laughs> to do this like crazy dance move. You can now put it on a different weapon. The trick to that is that you have to have the same type of weapon. So a slash weapon art can only go on a slash weapon. Fair enough. So you can't do like a slash weapon art on a spear, which makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, these are all things that that um, they revealed during the network test, which is, like I said, it's going to be a lot. Another big thing, and I, I was so pissed when I heard about this. So in the gameplay trailer, they revealed that there is crafting. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Just because it's open world does not mean you have to have crafting. I've played many open world games where there's crafting. Luckily, uh, luckily, due to the, the gameplay that people have released, they say... Crafting in Elden Ring is more of an additional mechanic rather than a core mechanic. Okay. Um, so it's more like something you can use to get some extra healing, uh, extra healing items. Um, it's also how you craft an item for online play. So 
more on that later. Gotcha. We're going down the list. I'm sorry. We're almost <laughs> no, there. Um, it's, yeah, there's just a lot. Just you're very good. excited for this game. It's going to be such a good-ass game, I can tell. Um, like I said, you can call your horse anywhere you want. You can also level up anytime and anywhere you want. No longer do you have to find your way back to a bonfire. Um, there's an item that you get from an NPC that will let you level up and call your horse. Hmm. So that's very smart. The horse, uh, along with its double jump, there's also these aerial pads on the ground wherever there's large cliffs so that you can ride up them on your horse. Mm -hmm. And you can control your movement in the air too. So if there's a pad intended for a cliff, if you go the opposite direction, maybe you'll find something cool. Um, you can dual wield weapons. That's not really that new to the series, but um, in Dark Souls 2, they kind of revamped it. So like in 1, you could dual wield, but it was kind of lame. You just swung the sword left and right, just like you did with the right hand. Mm-hmm. In 2, Dark Souls 2, they created a whole new moveset if you were wielding two weapons in a hand, so you would have a total different moveset. Then they got rid of it again in Dark Souls 3. <laughs> but in Elden Ring, they brought it back, so now you can dual wield and have a total different moveset. Okay. And another cool, exciting thing I think about this, and this is going to help with PvP too, is that no longer can you wield a sword. And like in Dark Souls 1, you know, if you were holding a sword, you hit R1 a bunch, your character swings left, then right, then left, then right, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Or up and down, if it's like a two-handed bigger weapon. Yeah. In Elden Ring, uh, they have four to six attack patterns, depending on the weapon speed. So now your character will swing left, right, diagonal, up, down, diagonal again. Um, so there's more combos, just a lot more variety. Okay. Uh, Which is more aesthetic than anything. Yeah, but it also kind of, like, if you're fighting somebody with, like, a sword, like, because in Dark Souls 1, it was really easy to tell what their weapon patterns were if, like, mm-hmm. you could they could swing at you or something. But in, in this one, it looks like, you know, if somebody swings once or twice at you, you won't know what's coming next if they swing a third or a fourth time. So there's it adds a little bit more variety and aesthetics. Um, there's also summoning. <laughs> so you can actually summon NPCs to help you in certain areas. Hmm. So um, apparently there's like an obelisk or something in the area that's supposed to denote when you can summon. But there's like an, a little icon on your screen that people are like, you're never going to know where those obelisks are. So just look on the icon on your screen to see if you can summon. Um, okay. And the NPCs are pretty good, too. You can summon up to, I think, four of them. Wow. I think at, some, at, at one point. Yeah. Mm. And they they just fight with you. It's awesome. <laughs> and you can heal them, too. So it's kind of like if you're having a, like a really hard time, um, you can just call your NPCs up to help you, which I think is a really good move. It looks like they're really... I don't want to say they're steering away from difficulty, but I think that they're making it more user-friendly, and they're just trying to, to focus more on fun mm-hmm. rather than the difficulty of the Souls games, which I think is a, a smart move. Yeah. Um, your your flasks, like your healing and your magic restorative uh, things, they now recuperate anytime you clear out a group of enemies. So you don't have to drink all of your flasks fighting a group of enemies and then run all the way back to your last, you know, site of grace to refill. Now mm-hmm. you clear out the group of enemies and you get your stuff back. Hmm. Very welcome change. Um, very smart because now you don't have to backtrack 200 kilometers <laughs> to, <laughs> to get your healers back. Um, there are also new checkpoints that they added called stakes of america which are basically just these checkpoints right before a boss room 
um, so that if you die, you don't go all the way back to the rat last rest and have to backtrack over and over and over again. Now you respawn back at the boss door if you so choose. Um, hmm. Which, again, welcome change, I think, because that was like... Even playing... Because we were playing Dark Souls with the friends. Well, at least I was with some guys. And yeah. like, they were like, God, I hate running back to this boss every time. It's such a like long slog. Um that was one thing that did get annoying. Yeah, the same and time I got beat by a boss, like, fuck, okay, back Gotta to the bonfire again. Yep. <laughs> Especially in the early parts of the game, too, when you're still getting your bearings. Yeah. And then to make you run all the way back, it sucks. <laughs> so Actually, that was a good way for me to learn how, like, what direction to go to go where. Yeah, it was. So if I ever was lost, it was like, oh, well, I had to go back to this boss seven times because I suck. I so I know how to get there. <laughs> that was how I memorized the whole game was like dying repeatedly and having mm. to backtrack. But I guess because it's open world, that's going to be a lot harder to do. It's not as linear. So they're, mm-hmm. so they're like, well, because it's not. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and we're almost done here. So I'm sorry <laughs> this has been such a long segment. I'm just very excited for this game. And uh, anyone else that is, hopefully this is some news to you. Um, a lot of it is, yeah. So now... Um, Online play by default is disabled, so no more can you accidentally be invaded by somebody and have you get killed. So <laughs> invasions and co-ops happen. Um, that that is a thing in Elden Ring. Uh, the good news is for new players is that you don't have to fear running around in your open world and having some guy come up with end game gear and murdering your face. Um, that nice. won't happen. However, if you want to play with your friends, you will have to open yourself up to invasions. Um, but it's not on by default, so that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. You actually use a consumable item to uh, summon your friends, which isn't too different from the other series. Mm-hmm. Only this one is craftable, so okay. you're not relying on enemy drops or lucky finds to stay playing with your friends. You can actually make it, okay. which is a really good idea. Uh, let's see. So... The online co-op is a little different too, so no more do you have to put down your summon sign and have your friend look for you. Now you can actually send your summon sign to a thing called a summoning pool, which are designated convenient locations throughout the map uh, that someone can go to to find your sign. Um, You can also put it anywhere you want, but um, it looks like they kind of just added a new, Mm -hmm. like a summoning pool to make things a little easier with finding people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it always seemed like whenever there was somewhere that you were like, oh, I need extra help. Hey, friend, hop on. Let's play. When you got to that area, it was littered with people posting, leaving like little notes. Everywhere yeah. It was like danger ahead, you know, da, 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 this, that, the other thing. And then, of course, there was always that one troll that was just praise the sun. <laughs> Didn't matter what it was. If there was a bunch of notes and you looked through all those notes, there was always at least one that just said, praise the That's sun. That's because we love like, Solaire. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. That doesn't um, help me. I mean, praise the sun, but like that doesn't help me. <laughs> so yeah, now now there's like designated areas for that. Uh, nice. And what I think is cool about this too, and this is what people have gleaned from the network test, um, there's no more boundaries for you and your summons. So in the original games, when you summon somebody, there were areas you could go and areas you couldn't go. So like you would clear out when you summon somebody, you, they could walk with you in that one area until you mm. hit the boss yep. and that was it. Yeah. But that one, Elden that Ring, one like section of the stage. Yeah. Like, and mm. most like NPC areas, they couldn't follow you in. There was a fog wall that kept them from going with you. Mm. 
But in Elden Ring, it looks like it's completely unrestricted. Now, that's not for sure yet, but just based on what the what the network test beta revealed, um, there were zero restrictions on where you could go with someone. So now when you play a game, with, now when you play Dark Souls with your friends, you can literally walk anywhere with them, which is awesome. Very nice. Um, and that's why I said, like, it, it's probably the more friendly version of any of the souls games because just all these kind of new additions they make the game a little quote-unquote easier but i feel like it's also going to be a lot easier for like newer players to get into the game and to keep them around (laughs) so they don't dip um and i guess the last little bit here is also some online play stuff so invaders people coming to your world and invading you now they'll always know where you're at so they'll have a little waypoint marker on their compass that will always show your location. So they can always follow that. And they also get a consumable item that teleports them to your location, like somewhere nearby. So there's like a two, it's always been twofold with Dark Souls. Like if you want your friends to help you, you open yourself up to being killed by other players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that's kind of to help balance out like, because you don't want to run across the entire map to kill somebody that you invaded, you know. Um, you also don't want to, like, get gangbanged by somebody. So uh, they added this item to teleport you to the person. Um, so invaders, you get you get some good stuff coming. <laughs> I feel like it would just be really fun to invade somebody's world and them know that I can see where they are and just run around. Just not even attack them I'm sure there's going to be plenty of that Yeah, Just just enter the world and just wander around It's interesting (laughs) too Because there used to be It used to be a thing that uh, Like you would get invaded in Dark Souls 3 And it would be a thing Like an actual strategy to just hide from the invader And then eventually they would just They'd go home Because they couldn't find you So, But now it looks like they're like Nope (laughs) Yeah huh (laughs) Because like I would get I'd get like literally that that joke that everyone tells where it's like oh I always get invaded by these super high level da 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 like they come in with all this end game gear and I'm just like this little level five like legitimately that was me I'm like I don't even know where the hell I'm going right now like I completed the second boss and now I'm just like wandering this area trying to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to be doing right now and all of a sudden fucking Sweatmaster 27 just popped into my into my game. <laughs> Sweatmaster 27. Rolls up and fucking two swipes me and then yeah, just stays in that area because he knows that's you know the part of the story that I'm working on so I just keep dying over and over and oh. over and over and over so it's like you've been invaded by super sweat 22 and i'm like hide somewhere else i'm leaving yeah (laughs) um so yeah no more no more that Uh, can't do that it's also kind of like a twofold thing too because and i think they might change it when the full game comes out but Mm -hmm. like if you're an invader and you have that item that teleports you to the location nearby apparently it's really fast to use so i guess a lot of invaders when they would go invade somebody they'd teleport to them they'd see like three phantoms with the host and they'd all run at them and they would just teleport out by using that item again and then it would respawn them in a different location Mm. so in a pinch it can like get the invader out i don't know if that's how it's intended yet so they might change that when the game comes out but it's kind of like a secondary uh side effect of that item Hmm. Um, I really, I really recommend you and anybody else, um, interested in 
if you've thought about playing a Souls game but thought it looked too hard or you thought about playing it because your friend suggested it, absolutely check out the gameplay reveal by Iron Pineapple. He did a great job describing everything and kind of like, I didn't go over everything even. This has taken mm-hmm. me way too long to talk about, but <laughs> you should 100% check out the video. Um, it's by Iron Pineapple and it's just what 30 hours of gameplay looks like in the closed network test of Elden Ring. I'm very excited for the game. I'm going to go pre-order it, I think, mm-hmm. once I figure out which console I want it on, because it's either PC or PS5, PS4. Um, so I'm going to go pre-order it, but uh, I'm so fucking excited for it, man. It looks so good. It looks like such a good game. It did look really good. Um, and I really think you're going to like it, too. I think it's going to be a game that you can grind out, like mm-hmm. because it's going to be so much more user-friendly. Um, it looks like difficulty is not what they're aiming for this time. So so for you and many other people who maybe weren't, uh, you know, the most keen on the difficulty, give it a shot. It's going to be great. I mean, I still enjoyed it, even though it was was (laughs) extremely hard for me. Um, Yeah, but I feel like you'll enjoy it more when it's friendlier. So yeah, that's all I got for my second topic. It was a huge one because there was just so much, but I loved it so much. Gotcha. Well, um... Only thing I've got left is uh, that topic from Josh that we pushed to this one, so we had like some time to think about it ahead uh, of time. Yeah. Um, which honestly, like, I feel like I feel like the fact that we waited till the very end of it and didn't say anything about it, Josh is going to be like, "Come on, come on!" If you don't put it in the episode title, so you should just leave it out of the episode title, just just to mess with it. Uh, yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> like, they promised. Where this is will, it? This would be a nice surprise, Josh, <laughs> won't it? Um, so Kevin, when you game, uh, what what kind of like extra peripherals do you use, or do you like to have? So generally now, anyways, I've been playing on my PC, um, and honestly, finally getting a gaming mouse was one of the biggest things that was like, oh my god, oh yeah, this is so much better. Um, I mean, I'm always usually rocking a headset. I I was a big fan of my Rig 500s. Before uh, the audio finally started crapping out in uh, the, I think it was the right side, um, which is unfortunate. But they were they were pretty good quality. Those were like I really enjoyed those. I've I have reverted back to my old Turtle Beaches. Yeah. I don't even remember what model number these are. Yeah, but um, I mean that's kind of my my standard mouse keyboard. Headphones. Um, headphones. I really do need to get a new, um, a new, like a monitor that's an actual monitor and not just a small TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm rocking the Vizio TV. <laughs> um, and I need to get a gaming chair so that I'm not sitting in these wooden kitchen chairs. You know, I've heard, oh, the wood though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've heard the gaming chairs are actually kind of a scam because you spend three to $400 on one. And they're not even that good. Like they're not even that comfortable. I mean, we've sat in Mavericks before, yeah. and it was it was okay. But I don't know if I'd spend three hundred hundred and fifty dollars on that I, kind of chair. I've heard the best is an office chair. That's yeah. That's like, what I've heard. I I say gaming chair, but what I really mean is I'd <laughs> want to get <laughs> essentially just an office chair with a decent like ergonomic shape to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're not sitting on wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's some some padding. 
Hey, we should get a couple for the office when we. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's <laughs> definitely part of that. Was something like I was like, you know, I could also talk about some of the stuff. Like, so we're for those of you who don't follow us on uh, on Instagram and haven't seen that I uh, mentioned the fact that I'm actually trying to put together a recording studio for us to um, do our podcast in. At the moment, we just record in my living room, um, but. Uh, Currently, I am transforming my office, the second bedroom uh, in in my house, into a uh, into a recording studio for uh, Danny and I to record the podcast in, for me to use as a workstation, um, for upcoming hopefully Patreon content. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we're we're playing. We're playing got around. Some 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 uh ideas rolling around that, you know, may come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh I posted on our Instagram a picture of the like uh table that I set up in there. It's a v- large it's about six foot by three foot, uh, probably comes up to about my waist. So that's like three, almost four feet tall. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I set one of these chairs that we are currently sitting in, in front of it just Where's to see. Table at? <laughs> and honestly for playing D and D, it really wouldn't be that big of an issue, but yeah. for recording, uh, I can't see <laughs> over my, uh, sound guard for Uh-oh. my mic. Yeah. Okay. So we'll need some taller chairs. I would not be able to look at you. Without these, a taller chair, <laughs> these chairs are pretty low to the ground. I feel like, like I, they're, I mean, they're about average height. Are they? Okay, yeah. yeah. I've got I'm, my parents use kitchen uh, like bar stool chairs, mm-hmm. so they're pretty high up. So that's that's kind of I would get. want a, a bar stool type chair, but I wouldn't want a backless one just uh, no, because we like need the support I, man. Yeah, I, I cannot have it. not yeah. have it. So even though I generally sit forward when we record, like I've got to have the yep. ability to sit back. So like there are a lot of times when Danny's talking and I'm being quiet, it's me resting my back, like sitting back up against the chair. That's why you don't yeah. hear me. Um, but yeah, so like my plan for that is for us to get some uh, some soundproofing um, uh, panels, like the foam soundproofing panels. Yep. And do at least a portion, if not all of the walls um, a good amount, in that a room. healthy amount. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to get, I'm toying with the possibility of probably another desk. So that way Danny can set up his like laptop when we record or whatever. Um, we've got that table. So I'm thinking probably four of those high back chairs or like a uh, bar stool back chairs. Um, For guests so we can, yeah. So we can set up around the table. Uh, I can do small session D and D I can do, you know, we can have guests on the podcast, so on and so forth. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of, kind of what we've been working on a little bit of side project. Yeah. Quick update Um, for you all. That's not on the socials. Yeah. Um, but peripherals, (laughs) but yeah, peripherals. Um, (laughs) I mean, when I do, when I set up to game and I want to stream, like I, I obviously I make sure I have a decent microphone. Um, for the longest time I was rocking like the best budget microphone for starting streamers <laughs> or at least best rated starting microphone for Blue budget snowball. streamers, the snowball. Mm-hmm. It's still um, a solid mic. Still really it's, good. Yeah. It's a good mic. It just, you know, doesn't put out quite the level that we want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the other thing that Josh had mentioned in his email was, um, for board game accessories, which I kind of, 
ignored the whole board game portion of that statement and just went with tabletop games. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything I because, would have in addition, other than like a notepad or like yeah, like board tokens. game accessories. We're talking like a six pack of beer. Um, <laughs> like you, you use the items in the box. You don't really have any extras yeah. for standard board games like maybe maybe for something like uh you know betrayal <laughs> on the house of the hill here. stuff like that maybe you'd have like extra dice or something like that yeah, that you'd yeah. add to the the game but for the most part you just kind of use, use what's, what's there the which i mean obviously if there is something different that josh likes to use uh specifically for his own then there's a good possibility he'll send that in an email to us I would uh, telling to, us how would we're love, wrong about just yeah. using the stuff from the box. I would love to hear it. <laughs> I would it. too. So, but I went to tabletop, uh, tabletop gaming type stuff. So you know, tabletop RPGs, D and D, Starfinder, Pathfinder, so on and so forth. Um, so some of the ones; these are ones that I actually would like to get that I do not have currently. Right. Um. One of them is called the Adventure Box. It's by Hexwood Creations. Okay. It is a dice box uh, that has like interchangeable, stackable, different like trays. So you have like it's your dice tray. It holds your dice. It, there's one that's got like spell trackers in it. Oh, um, so you can like cool. set dice for how many spell sl- spells you have and what spell slot. Um, there's like slots for pencils, for tablets to be set in. Like oh, this sounds like nine. some shit Critical Role would use. <laughs> like it's it's very well cool. done. Do you know how much it is? I didn't look into price because <laughs> I was afraid. Yeah, because um, <laughs> like they stick together magnetically. Like yeah, these things are so wood. They're wood trays. You stack a new one in <laughs> to make it bigger, and they're magnetic to hold everything together. What like, are they called? Uh, it's called the Adventure Box. The Adventure Box. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna look at the price. I won't tell okay. you what the price is, but I'm you gonna do look that. at it. I don't. You can just judge by my reaction. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's something like I found it. I actually found them on TikTok, and I have wanted one ever since I saw it. I just haven't taken the time to actually look at how much it is because I'm very afraid that I'm never going to end up buying it because of how expensive it's probably gonna end up being. So, but they are very well done. It is something that I would absolutely pick up um, if, you know, money wasn't an issue. I I can't find it. Can't find it? Hmm. Wait, hang on. No, yeah, I don't. I, don't I, just, I have a saved TikTok video of it. So Okay. All right. You'll just have to send that to me later. Um, we, we, we only have a few minutes left, so I, we got to hurry with the peripherals. Okay. Um, I have I have just a couple more. Um, sure. There is one that I actually do have, but I have since lost it. It was actually here's a good place to shout out my brother Jacob. It was a gift from my brother Jacob. Oh, there you go. It is a DM screen. Uh, it's called the Stratagem Master's Tome, and it has um, removable inserts in the uh, in the screen on the inside. So you can actually like swap out what you want viewed there. And it's also since it's got that sleeve on it, you can take dry erase markers and write on it. So you can put notes, put in like NPCs and information on them, so on and so forth. 
very useful tool and it expands just a little bit further on what the standard uh, DM screen that comes with most uh, D&D stuff. I feel like that's has. really helpful because I feel like one of the challenging parts of, of D&D is writing down notes and writing, like keeping track of your spell slots and keeping track of just keeping track of stuff in general is just a big challenge. If you don't have a notepad that you're very organized, it's just so hard to do. So these tools sound really good. Yeah, like your, <laughs> my binder, your binder. Tap my binder for Danny's game. Yeah. Um, and then, so the second thing that I would want to get um, for tabletop RPGs is actually, it's the Rook and the Raven character diary. Now, this is minimum $40 purchase. And it it's just gets more bad. expensive the further you want to go. Mm -hmm. It is a customizable notebook that has all the different like mainstream systems that people play for tabletop RPGs available. You can get character sheets for each of those. That's cool. You can get all kinds of different like note sections for it. You can customize the outside. Like it, it goes through the whole ordeal and it's also got, if memory serves, it's got a, um, like a dry erase, uh, clear sheet that you can move from page to page. So that way, like, let's say, um, you have something that, you know, boosts some stat for your character for X amount of time, rather than like writing it in a note on the side of the sheet that you're eventually going to have to erase. So that way you don't accidentally add it that way again, or, you know, trying to note it somewhere separately, you can just put that little clear sheet in and then write in, like adjust it in the dry erase over the top. And then when it's done, you just wipe it off and move on. So dry erase is nice. It's one of those very, very helpful, very um, good for people who like to organize their different things when it comes to D and D and other tabletops. AKA you, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> AKA me. As I again look at my binder, that's literally a binder full of page protectors. Um, with notes and drawings that are essentially my character's journal. Um, and then another thing that I was going to mention for my computer is not really a gaming thing, but I have mm -hmm. a, uh, it's like a drawing tablet. Um, so it's got an like a, a yeah, pen and yeah. it's just like a black pad that I can draw on so I can do my art yeah. on my computer if I want to. And it's compatible with pretty much every drawing application that you can yep. get on the computer. And it's a, uh, a Hueyon. Gotta get those things that are that are good for Windows Paint, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, Hueyon, I think you say. It's H-U-I-O-N. Yep. Uh, graphics tablet. And it's, it's super simple. It's really easy to figure out. Um, and the pen has like a, an on off function. Like you, you click it like a normal pen and it will like Turn click it on it's off. on, yep. click it's off. So it's had the same single like AAA battery in it for like three years and still works. I actually, I had one of those, I believe I bought one and, uh, yeah, I gave it to a friend cause I, I'm not, a, I'm not an artsy guy. I just thought I would use it and I didn't, but, um, they're really cool. They also have like buttons you can map to do to like undo your last stroke mm -hmm. or whatever on it too. Those are Yep. really helpful and cool like i say yeah mine the uh the pen has two buttons on the grip and one of them is undo and one of them is the eraser there you go yeah that's so awesome. you can be drawing and you're like oh i didn't want that and you just click the like click one button and you've got the eraser undo you can erase, erase it, it. Yeah. or you'd be like oh that was a hand slip <clears throat> undo so yeah. those are some cool peripherals man yeah uh, 
Good I shit. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I have anything too different. Um, mine would just be. Um, I've, I, and I know people with a lot of really good peripherals. So some have, um, like Philip has a, a, and I, these are things I want too, but like a wireless mouse for one, I don't have a wireless mouse. I go wired usually, but I'm starting to get so cluttered with wires. I might go wireless, um, a wireless mouse and a wireless mouse pad or a mouse pad that's wired, but it charges the mouse as you use it. So then that Mm. way you never, it never dies. Um, See, that's cool. Yeah, because my thing cool. was going to be like the biggest reason why I don't have a wireless mouse anymore since I'm not batteries. only on laptop is because, yeah, batteries. Because I, I would just stick a rechargeable in it, but. Yeah, so that's a peripheral I would want slash would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really enjoy, uh, I mean, and also, oh man, like a, a nice good like. Somebody's car is going off. A nice yeah. good, um, <laughs> a nice good like, uh, either bar for like outlets for chargers, mm-hmm. like phone mm-hmm. chargers and um, other tools, or a, a splitter for like USBs. Um, those are really good peripherals. I would I would want for my computer, my setup. That's uh, one I forgot. I've actually got mm-hmm. an electronics organizer. That's it's just like a wooden fixture. It's about this big. Um, for those of you that, you know, obviously can't see, it's like, uh, six inches long mm-hmm. and it's probably about as big around as a roll of, like a tube of chorizo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> give or take, Chorizo's it's a so little bit good. bigger than that, but, um, it, uh, it's got like four USB, uh, plugs in the back. And it's got spots for me to run chargers to phones, to uh, Apple Watch, Samsung Watch, whatever. Oh, that's so awesome. So on and so forth. And it just plugs in USB. And then I've got a power strip that's got two USB spots on it and then four, like, plugs. Yeah, see, so I was like something like that. Mm-hmm. Perfect for my setup at my computer. And then, um, you know, this one's not really a peripheral, but honestly, I really need to just go buy one, like a $12 one, an Ottoman for Mm. underneath where my feet are because so many times (laughs) I extend my feet out and it would just be so nice to have something just to set my feet on under my desk. Um, I get so cramped. My legs are long. (laughs) Yeah. Little things like that. You need to, you just never think about little things like that Mm -hmm. that just will help with comfortability. Um, I need a new chair as well. (laughs) Same thing. Um, and same thing, tabletop. I, I don't really use anything other than like dice trays, a notebook maybe for notes. Um, DM screens, of course, are always great. Mine's very helpful, even the basic ones. Um, but I don't, I don't really have anything. I don't really have that many super big peripheral ideas. It, those things are just kind of things that I look at and I go, "Ooh, I kind of want that," and then I order it. Um, but I kind of had to be quick on my side because we are at time, if not a little bit over. Yeah, so. sorry for taking up so much no, time. No, no, no. I took, I took up like <laughs> a good forty-five minutes with the Elden Ring stuff. So it's all good. <laughs> so sorry, and sorry if you don't like Elden Ring or video games. I took up like half the cast. So, <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, yeah. So that's that's gonna be the cast. <laughs> all right. Um, hopefully, we did you justice, Josh. Hopefully, those are some things to give you some ideas for peripherals you might want. Um, or anyone else out there. Yeah. Uh, and if you have peripherals, like suggestions or cool ideas, send yeah. them to us because we would love to hear really cool, neat technology things. I I love that stuff. So, And Josh, if that was a ploy so that you could buy us things, stop it. Uh, you yeah, quit buying yeah. us things. I, I'm not giving you my Amazon wish list. <laughs> it's got some stuff in there that you don't want to see. 
just just wait until we've reached a point where we think that we can start releasing paid content and get on the Patreon. There you go. <laughs> I mean, no, we we a hundred percent. We so heartedly appreciate that gift you sent us. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. So much. I never would have expected it, but you know, we just we don't want you to break your back sending us stuff. <laughs> It's just, it's, it would lay on our consciences, okay? We just, we would feel bad. Well, see, now he's going to do it on purpose Stop just to it. make us feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do have to take us out of here, you guys. Uh, it's getting too long. So, um, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Give our socials a follow if you can, uh, at Pod or at SDNerdCast, one of those two for Twitter and Instagram. Um, and we're working on some other stuff in the works right now. So please give us those follows, give us some attentions and thank you so much for listening. Just like always, you guys, we hope that you both, uh, we both hope that you all stay safe, stay happy and above all else, stay nerdy. We'll catch you in the next one. Have a wonderful evening. Bye.